Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. And today we are sponsored by ourselves. Uh, we have a service for you guys. It's called the Inner Circle. You can find it by going to www.themaximuspodcast.com or innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com and you can sign up for our inner circle service uh, there that we offer programs we offer nutritional advice stuff that you guys love listening to on the podcast we have extra resources based on the topics we discuss here online and available for you you also get frankly a lot of personal interaction with Joe and I yes uh, you do Joe we're constantly on there answering messages uh, private messages from people yep. giving out advice uh, we have a discussion forum uh, or a chat room, I guess would be the best way to put it. And also daily inspirational videos. So if you guys love the podcast and you uh, love what we do, come and be part of the group. There's actually a lot of people on there who uh, listen regularly and we've really formed a supportive community we're proud of. So yeah, it's really awesome. or uh, innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com. Both those links will get you there and that will be in the show notes. If you forget Today, Joe, uh, we were lucky to interview Sarah Azari. Yes, um, she, she, has, most- she has she has become one of my favorite people. Yes, she's she's you know quite amazing. Uh, a, a person that um, what's the word I'm looking for? I would describe her as completely high functioning. Yeah, she's, uh, I, she's, I, I'd say she's just really put together. Like she's kind of got it figured out. Yeah, she's a she's a criminal defense attorney. Um, if any of you uh, watch legal stuff on TV, you've probably seen her on the HLN Network, uh, the Good Morning America uh, uh, series. Uh, I, I think she's been on the Dr. Oz and, and, mm-hmm. and those type of shows, uh, CNN regularly, ABC. Yep. I mean, she's constantly on TV. She's fluent in four languages, French, Spanish, Farsi, and Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also fluent in Latin, but she doesn't count that <laughs> as a language. Um is that, is that a law school uh, thing? I got I figure. You know, I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure, but I feel she could have a conversation in Latin. Uh, and she works like crazy. I mean, she's yeah. got one of the, she's considered one of the most successful lawyers in the country, um, and and one of the brightest and best. But one of the reasons we spoke to her is she's got every reason in the world to not be fit, yeah. frankly. Yeah, high stress, uh, working yeah, all she's, the time. Yeah. Yeah, she's 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 over 40 years old. She's got high stress. She's up at 4 in the morning. She's working till 10 at night. But yet she's figured out a way to stay fit. Mm-hmm. where everyone else would have a ton of excuses. And so we interviewed her. Hopefully you can get something uh, you, you know, from this. We took a lot from it. We, we, we and, tried to find out what the magic pill was, but uh, she she's good. She's real good. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She didn't tell us what it was, but apparently uh, the, the, the magic pill is just something she calls old-fashioned discipline. So yeah. give this a listen. All right, welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. We are here with Sarah Azari. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks Thank you for very having much. Me, guys. Thank you, sir. So, we always do this to kind of start the show. We're pretty easy going. Why the hell are you on here? Like, who are you? What do you do? What's your background? I'm your Instagram friend. You're my Instagram um, friend. Yeah, that's how we connected, and I think it's amazing. Uh, but, okay, I'm a lawyer, I'm a criminal defense lawyer in Los Angeles. And, um, a lot of my feed, and I think that's why we connected is fitness because fitness is my passion. Um, several years ago, I ended up with a, um, gut disorder, it was a met- metabolic breakdown basically. And 
that just took my passion for wellness to a whole other level. Um, so, um, you know, for me, it's, I call it all the grind because I start in the gym, uh, strength training, and then I take the power I get from that to court and I deal with judges and lawyers and my clients. Um, and it's just a big part of my day. It's like the foundation for the rest of my day. So, um, but yeah, the short answer is I'm a criminal defense attorney. Okay. But you do other stuff too. You're on TV regularly. I am a legal analyst, so I contribute to a lot of different networks, CNN, HLN, I do E! News, Access Hollywood. Um, basically, anytime somebody does a bad thing and it's uh, newsworthy, they call me to break it down. So, yeah, I have that media part of my work, which is which is really fun. Okay. And you're up to how many languages now? Four? Five. Five. Are which, you counting English or no? Yeah. Which, which, which are they? I don't speak Canadian. No. Nobody does. But you know Farsi? I know Farsi. French. French, Portuguese, Spanish, and English. Okay. So what I'm trying to do for the audience is paint a picture because one of the reasons we wanted to interview you and have you on the show is you seem to be completely highly functioning in all areas of your life. Mm-hmm. We're always dealing with people who've got an excuse about, I can't train, I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a lawyer, you're on TV, you speak five languages, mm-hmm. you're go, 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 go. I think you mentioned earlier, you were up at four in the morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're going till late at night. Right, I mean, look, um, I think we all say there's no excuses. Um, I've had different schedules, you know, in the last, I don't know, 20, 25 years. And I still make it work. So I think for me, it's about commitment and discipline. Um, because once I have the commitment and the discipline, nothing gets in the way of this significant part of my life, which is fitness. Um, you know, I mean, I wake up at four because I read the news. I have to prepare. I have to know what's happening in case I get called in for something. Um, I take care of my dogs. I'm in the gym at six. So I need, you know, I don't want to rush out of the house. Um, but, you know, if, if I didn't have that schedule, I would go at noon or I'd go at five or I'd go at 10, whatever. It's just, that's not my preference. I like to do it in the morning because of what I get from it. Um, so I, I think it's BS when I hear people say, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm a nurse and I work this, this many hours and I just can't go. I just can't make it happen. I have two kids and I can't. Meanwhile, you know, they have two kids, but they're doing a hell of a lot of other stuff that is taking up more time than the hour in the gym, you know? Um, so I think it's, you know, a lot of it is people making excuses. And then, you know, I also get a lot of, um, questions from, I'm sure you guys too, where people say like, um, I need a diet. I need, I need a, I need a plan for the gym. I need a program or I need a diet. And I'm like, for what? Like, what's your goal? (laughs) You know? And it's, it's funny because I like the fact that I, people look to me for that kind of advice, but at the same time kind of gets on my nerves because I'm like, well, what are you trying to do? You know, and diet, like in Latin diet is dieta, which means daily routine. It's not even a diet. It's not a temporary thing. It's a lifestyle, right? I tell people, look, if you really, really want to change your habits and you want to change your, the way you feel, the way you look, it, it is all encompassing and, and you need dedication. You know, that's like my best advice. 
I'm not going to sit here and write you a program or a diet. How many? <laughs> without the, the, well, you said it before, the discipline. Without that, the program is almost irrelevant. Right? It's irrelevant. And, the, you know, I've met people in, you know, I've been, I live in LA, so I've been to a lot of trainers in LA, call themselves celebrity trainers. And I've met the celebrities who come in and, you know, leave and bounce around from trainer to trainer. And, and, you know, it's interesting to me because some people just like the fact that psychologically they have a trainer, they're writing that check, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they think like somehow there's like a magic pill attached to that. Things are going to start changing. It's like, no dude, you got to do the work, you know? Um, so it's, it's funny. It's like, it's doesn't matter. And you know, the other thing too, about for me, what I've learned is like, um, there's so much BS in this town and I'm sure in a lot of other places about people calling themselves trainers Mm -hmm. and and I'm like, I could train you probably, you know, (laughs) which is sad. But, um, so I've learned to find the person that works for me. I think we were talking about a little bit off the record Mm -hmm. of like, it's a relationship. You're spending right. a lot of time with this person. You have to get along mm-hmm. and there has to be that dynamic or that chemistry. So you look forward to it. Cause right. you don't want to spend an hour with some jerk, you right. know, every yeah. day. And also, um, the idea that like, you know, there's trainers and there's coaches. And so for me, I've learned that what works is someone who has either been, been an athlete or trains athletes. So that's how I choose people that I, you know, and I really, I don't switch. It's if I've had to switch, it's because the dude has moved or something unfortunate has happened, but I usually am committed to the person, um, you know, so you're, you're, you seem to, to really focus a lot on this idea of dedication and discipline mm-hmm. and having, as you said before, the daily routine. Did you just wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to be disciplined or how did you develop? that? No, you know, when I was, um, I turned 30 and I was shopping at Trader Joe's and I thought everything at Trader Joe's is amazing for you and healthy. And I was buying those bars that were full of sugar and I couldn't understand why I kept getting fatter and fatter. Trader Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) Trader Joe's. Simple. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and and I just, I I was like, what is happening? You know? And so it forced me and I was like busting my behind at Barry's boot camp. Okay. Like, and I'm not even a class person. So I was miserable going there at 5 a.m. thinking I'm doing the right things and it was like not working. So, um, that forced me to look at nutrition and educate myself. And I went to, you know, at the time I thought he was good for what I needed, but I outgrew him and I have another nutritionist now. Um, and so I learned about eating and what's good and what's bad and what's right for me, etc. And, um, and then I, it, you know, I really didn't start strength training until probably like 10 years ago. Um, I, like many women, thought that it's for guys. Like, I was intimidated by a barbell. Um, And I still say, like, you know, I think, you know, women, there needs to be more examples for women and maybe gyms that only are for women that do strength training, you know? Um, So I was one of those people where I was like, oh, that's not really for my body. Like, that's for, you know. But... I learned that those are myths, you know, and that that's actually really for my body and what I want to do. And I think for, with the dedication, it just, it was just a learning curve for me. You know, that I realized that the more I put into it, the more I was getting out of it. My body was changing. I was feeling better, you know, and that, and to me, that's the biggest reward. It just keeps me going. Okay. So I'm going to actually call you out on something because I'm having a hard time understanding what you're saying. 
Really? So you're you're in your forties. Uh-huh. You look great. You have this fancy job. Um, you do a lot of stuff. What's the secret? It can't just be discipline. Yeah, like it can't. Taking, it right? can't okay. just be hard work. What is, <laughs> is, it, is it the same? No, first of all, I want to know what J Lo's taking. Seriously, yeah, like, okay, amen. right? Okay, because because that's not that's not she's, just normal. She's another one. You said you lived in Brazil. Yeah. So is it acai? Acai has got a lot of calories. Okay, what should I eat to? And and what I'm getting at is it's funny because we do have models, and I would use J Lo as the female model. Mm-hmm. I would probably use. What's the Polynesian Bobby Maximus's name? It always is Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) So him, he's a pretty good example for a guy. Mm -hmm. Now I think she's fifteen. He's forty-eight or forty-nine. And is he that old? Yeah. Okay. So they clearly work really, really hard. I mean, like if you watch The Rock's Instagram, he's always in the gym. In fact, he's built this multi-million-dollar gym and truck and plane system where he builds his Iron Paradise on whatever set. That no he's kidding. on. He brings oh a God, gym yeah. with him. So it's like a mobile gym. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And it is not like any mobile gym you've ever seen. I mean, I don't think his gym would fit in your entire legal offices. It's enormous with like its own heat system, its own air conditioner. He's like, no, the That's gym's amazing. coming with me. There are rumors that he has a shoot schedule based around his workouts. Like you start to see that and you're like, okay, this is why you're fit. With mm-hmm. JLo, she's always talking about she did that no sugar thing. Um, she's on these diets, but she's trying to clean it up. She clearly works out from people that I know have worked with her. She's got incredible work ethic. And despite that evidence, people are like, you're lucky. What's your secret? Like you must have good genetics. Do you get that a lot? And how do you respond to it? I definitely don't have the best genetics. Now I don't have the worst, (laughs) but like, I don't have obesity in my family or anything like that, but I do you know? I do have like these metabolic glitches that I wish I didn't have, and like you get from people the you're like oh, do people like, respond hey, to me like that? Yeah, so you're. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Sarah, what do you eat? Well, I eat this and this. And, yeah, but it's your sugar metabolism. Like you're lucky. Like people want to assume right. that you don't work for this, but it sounds to us like you're. I do working pretty hard. I do. I totally and I and I think um, yeah, people people I guess don't really understand how much work goes into it. Yeah. You know, um, and the thing I love is yeah, like you know we always think like there's you know we wish like I wish I looked like J Lo. You know, she's a few years older than me, but like I'm like damn, you know, but. I, you know, often I'm the oldest person at the table and I look better than some of the girls that are Most half my people, age. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like the truth, you know? And so like, okay, well, there's actually some, some, you know, some satisfaction. Yeah, this, for sure. this is like, I might be the oldest, but you know, I'm in better shape. Um, so it's interesting. It, I mean, there's definitely, and I think, you know, when, when you're younger, you don't appreciate it as much. You just think like it's easy. You know, and you can just get away with whatever you eat, whatever you don't do and not working out and all that. And you can still manage. And sometimes you can, but then that metabolism like slows down at some point, you know? Well, and one, and, of, one of the reasons I want to talk to you about the secret is because we have a hard time reaching people, honestly, because the default is you work in a gym. Mm-hmm. Like the, don't, most of my days on a laptop. Mm. Most of my days editing video or editing podcasts or talking on a podcast. Meaning people are telling you that the only reason I'm fit is it's easy for me because I work in a gym. So you fall into a category. There's a gentleman we had on another podcast named George Mayhew. Uh, He's one of the top 50 executives in Europe. 
Uh, he does the chief media type mm-hmm. of stuff, like corporate mm-hmm. consulting. Mm-hmm. He's always the right hand to a CEO. Mm-hmm. He's got as much pressure as you can imagine placed upon his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He's the person that when the CEO of Enron gets in trouble or 3M, he steps up. He cleans up the mess. Right, right, right. So he's under a lot of pressure. But despite all that, he's managed to stay fit. There's no excuse for no, him. No With me, I have a hard time reaching people because it's what well, you work in a gym. You're supposed to be fit. Well, you know what, though? I always say, like, on the one hand, I would not train with somebody who doesn't look fit. It's just psychologically not like, encouraging to me. But at the same time, it's like being a chef. If you're cooking for a job, if you're training for a job, I think it's it could be challenging to, like, spend yet more time in the gym on yourself, you know? But so I disagree with the people that are assuming. Oh, and that. I do too. Yeah. But that's why we want to use you you as a role model because yeah. it's like someone looking from the outside, it's pretty hard to pick it apart mm-hmm. saying, Well, she has all the time in the world. Yeah, no. Because I would I would assume as a lawyer I really don't. I make time. You yes. know, it's like the over glorification of busy. Everyone is like busy, you know. It's like and, and I hate when people say that because I'm like, so am I. <laughs> you know, yeah. but I make time. So it's like, do is it important to you? Because if it is you are going to do it and you're going to make time for it. Like that's the difference, you know? How do you make time? What would be like an actionable item if someone's listening and they're like, I just can't make time. Do you like George, for example, prioritize your prioritize what's important to you. Um, you know, pick like besides your like job and the obvious things, like pick like five things that you're doing and, and look at which one you can eliminate. Because if it truly your health and fitness is important to you, then you can maybe replace. If it's really true that you're that busy and you don't have an hour in the in the better part of the day to work on your health, then eliminate something else and replace it. You know, it's not every day; it's like four or five days a week. Have you had a period in your life? Because I imagine you still do trials. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are you on a? I know way more about this than I should, but are you on like a billables? Is there a certain amount of bills no. you have to hit a year or you're just... I'm just on my own. You're just on I, your own. People pay me usually up front because, God, if they go to jail or something, <laughs> I may never get paid. <laughs> you know, I feel like... So, uh, yeah, or I bill, I do bill clients, some clients, but um, usually those are people who are pretty sophisticated, doctors, you know, people with some money that I don't know. I'm not worried about them paying me, but... Um, no, I don't have the pressure of billable hours, okay. but I have the pressure of people's freedom. Yes. In my hands. Like that's like well, a I'm already I'm already concerned about that. You just I'm gonna be your agent here after this is done. I'm gonna okay. help you. When people hire you, they never go to jail. You can't no, say I'm if they go to that. jail because I have I know I just <laughs> No, but, 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 you know, like I have a lot of pressure because of the nature of my job, not because of the hours, but because of the, uh, you know, the, what the, what my clients are facing. When's so, the last time you- and you know, and one of the things that, you know, few people have told me is like, oh, maybe you should, because your Instagram is open, um, because of my media work and uh, they say, oh, maybe you shouldn't post your workout stuff. And like, what if your clients look at it? And I go, you know what? First of all, nobody's ever used that against me. Secondly, I'm going to tell my client, the reason I just won your trial is because of that. Is because when I set a new PR, like what it does for me mentally, it tells me that there's nothing that can happen that day that is just insurmountable. Like I can get, I can handle it. So the amount of empowerment I get from starting my day strength training is, is just priceless. So... 
you know. I love that. That's actually a big portion of the book that I wrote. Right. That it talks about the mental benefits of training. And it's a big part of Joe's. It's so empowering. Like over the physical side. Because you can change from the, you fail in the gym and learn how to overcome it. Right. You can. Like, by the way, I've never done an unassisted pull-up. Like a real pull-up, right? And then I, you know, slowly progressed. And finally I did 10. I'm like, damn, you know, it's nothing. I mean, for you guys, it's nothing. But like for me, like, wow, you know, so it's, and that, that is what empowers me in other things. So you, know? you say in a way the gym is your form of therapy, mental balancing, relaxation, like what yoga is or meditation to one release. person. Release. Yes. The gym is to yes. you. When's it's the- not like Zen because also I, I hate cardio. One of my favorite memes one of my favorite memes, you guys, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, cardio, no hablo espanol. <laughs> so funny. And I, that's me. I can't stand it. I recently read an article from Mayo Clinic. My nutritionist actually gave it to me. Um, she's actually like, she used to do powerlifting and stuff. So she's way and like specializes in gut and the whole thing. She's like made for me. So she sent me this article and it basically says like, um, you know, sauna, infrared sauna has all these benefits. And one of the benefits is that they've done the study about how close it comes to cardiovascular activity like you would on a treadmill, for example. And I was like, oh, but I hate sauna too. And they're like, no, but this one's different. You know, you don't like sweat like a pig like the other one. Anyway, um, I started to try it. Obviously, it's a cumulative effect, so I can't really give you feedback on that. But I'm so excited because I hate cardio. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I am not like, I am not like, I like strength training. I don't do anything else in terms of my fitness but whatever it is that you that works for you was my point aren't you worried that you're gonna like trip and fall on a dumbbell and you're gonna look like me is that does that cross your mind like it's, it's not so bad no <laughs> but, it, but it is funny because that's something that people have an extremely hard time well, girls have an extremely hard time with. like i don't want to touch a weight because i'm gonna look like you and I'm like, I wish it was that easy that I could yeah. fall into a dumbbell. Yeah, yeah like, that's like a, so sad. Right? I was at a at a gym. Um, surprisingly, they didn't have any first aid or even ice. And I accidentally dropped a kettlebell on my finger, and it just it was the worst. And you know, just swole up and all that. Um, and I was like, you know, I was back there. I think the next day or the day after, I wasn't gonna let that like stop me. You know. Um, and I like next year I might have to get bunion surgery and, and I thought, you know, cause they were saying it's really painful. You know, you're going to be off your feet for a while. And I was like, but it's only one leg. I could still go I like that. and I, I could do, I could do my upper body. I could seat it, you know? And I, I remember meeting a guy at the same gym where I dropped the kettlebell in Beverly Hills, actually where I met Bruno, Ben Bruno, um, who was a, he, he was missing basically one leg below the knee. And he was a football player at UCLA. He was on his way to be like a pro football player and had an accident. I was like, so sad. That guy was in there every morning on the treadmill. And, you know, it's just like, that's no, there's no excuses. How did you come to these conclusions? Because this is something that's like the whole backbone of my book. Like everything you're saying. Really? I'm like, check. I'll be honest with you. I have not read it yet. I wouldn't expect you to with your schedule. (laughs) No excuses. But I was like, 
Wait, I, that's why I kept saying, give me the questions, because I was like, what if he quizzes me on his book? No, 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 but I would never, I would never do that. But, but speaking three, paragraph four. But like, <laughs> speaking, speaking honestly, it's funny. Like some people, I want to say, put the fucking book down yeah. and go work out. Like yeah. you're not going to skip your workout to read a book. You're not right. going to skip a, a, a television appearance or a, right. a law meeting to skip right. a to skip out, you know what I mean? Um, but that's the backbone of the book. Now, I, I got that from being coached, coaching other people. Where did you learn these things from? Like, did you drag this from like the legal arena? Did you learn from some people you've been coached by? Was it something you just in terms had to of like do? discipline or what? What exactly? More like, yeah, my right foot's hurting. I'm gonna still work my other leg. Like, I've got all these other things to work. So, yeah, it would be that root discipline. But where did you? I mean, I th- I mean, for as long as I remember, I'm like no excuses. I'm, yeah, I'm like a survivor. Like mm. nothing will. <laughs> I will find a way to do what I need to do. Let me, let me ask you this: So, like right now, you've got a lot of different pressures. So you mm. have a certain amount of pressure to be healthy and fit and mm. do your gym thing. You have the whole career thing, right? Mm. The, the legal aspect of all the media aspect, uh, and you you look amazing. You seem to be in really good health. So what you're doing now seems to be working mm-hmm. by all measures. Is it always that way? Has it always been that way? Or are there times where you feel like you might be losing some of that and have to work extra hard to get it back? Uh, um, I struggle with training when I'm on vacation. I don't go on vacation like every other month. But um, when I'm gone, it's really hard for me to keep the same uh, routine. And and I don't always – I'm not always in a place where I have access to the same stuff. So – but it's not difficult in the terms in terms of like when I come back, it's like I I never went away. I just go right back to what I'm doing, and that and I always say that to myself. I'm like, you know what? I love sweets. It's like crack for me. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, I don't know, it's a birthday or something, and I decide to have something, okay, fine. Like I I know my body. Like my body will respond to it. You know, the next morning I'm a little bloated, or you know, but but it's like I know. Like I, it's, I own it. Mm-hmm. Like I did it. I knew what I was doing and like, I'll just go back, you know, but I had a, um, about 2015, I had, uh, this horrible metabolic breakdown and I got leaky gut. And as a result of leaky gut, I got SIBO, which is like a intestinal bacterial overload. Um, and it was so challenging for me because, um, I was, doing all this, you know, eating healthy, working out. And I literally had, I had like back rolls, like nothing along with back rolls, but I'd never had them before. <laughs> so it was very traumatic for me. Um, and I, and I, and I couldn't feel like I had no control over my body, you know, because it was like a high cortisol gut situation. Um, and so I had to even further limit my eating, like to certain things. Like I had to do a test to figure out like, what things I shouldn't even eat, you know? So, I mean, I even went to a more stricter regimen, but you know, I, I make it work like long days. I pack my stuff. I, you know, like preparation for me is, is key. You know, we actually have a very similar story. I almost died last year. Yeah. You were telling me like something. So I had contracted something called C. diff. Now C. diff is a horrible disease of the intestines. I was lucky enough to get the antibiotic resistant version of it that just murders people. 200,000 people had it last year, 40,000 died. So one out of five die. Um, I also, along with that, got something called Campylobacter. I had SIBO, like my guts were a mess. SIBO is terrible. I lost 
47 pounds in a month. Mm-hmm. I got an umbilical hernia from my mm-hmm. stomach cramping mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. I was bedridden, like it was mm-hmm. nasty. I was able to eventually overcome it. And then mm-hmm. I'll tell you that story later. I don't want to bore the podcast people with it, but mm-hmm. I was able to kind of get back. But there were six weeks where I couldn't train at, at all. all. Like mm-hmm. I could barely walk upstairs. I remember the day I knew I was in trouble. I went to empty the dishwasher and I had to sit on the ground in a puddle of sweat. Like, <gasps> and I'm like, what the How fuck did you is get that? wrong with me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been the fact that I was on antibiotics mm-hmm. and that it wipes out all the good bacteria in your mm-hmm. stomach. I could have caught it from something. I, you I, were in a really high stress. A really high stress situation. Really? And, and the person like me, I'll never, ever show you that I'm cracking. Mm-hmm. You'll never see me cry. Right. You'll never see me. I am Complain like about straight. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never I'm yell saying. at you if I'm angry. Mm-hmm. I don't get overly exuberant. Like I am pretty good with stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never missed a day of work in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's just who I am. The problem is I nod it all up in my gut. And, and if I don't talk about it and don't go to therapy and right, help right. let it all out, I, my stomach mm-hmm. eats it, right? But during those six weeks, that was one of the hardest things in my life, not being able to train because mm-hmm. you took my release away, my yeah. therapy. Yeah. Did you go through something like that where you couldn't train for an extended period of time? It was, it was, I could train, but it was uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I was so disillusioned because I was so confused by what was happening with my body that I felt like, why am I even doing this? Like, it's, it's like not working. Like, it's like my body's going the other way. Um, and, you know, I have to say, I'm very transparent, so I don't mind saying this on, on the um, podcast, but like, I really don't know what pushed it over the edge. Um, the SIBO was definitely a side, side product of the leaky gut, yep. um, which also has to do with the thyroid and, you know, all that stuff. But just before that, I got this crazy idea of doing like a competition and doing it with the help of some steroids, which I'd never taken in my life. And um, I can't, it was like one of these funny nutritionists or whatever. They, they told me like there's this really low, mild, low level. I can't even remember the name. I don't remember what it was called. And I took it for like four or five weeks. I, I started to bloat. It didn't really have, cause I did it to like look cut. <laughs> that didn't do that for me at all. And, and I wonder if that, because my leaky gut thing came right after mm-hmm. that. And you know what? So you were asking me, what do I do? What's the secret? It ain't anything external like that. <laughs> Let me tell you. I take supplements. I take um, vitamin D. I take, uh, cocutin. I, t- you know, th- the basic stuff. And I self-administer vitamin B, like a B complex, because I'm like low on a specific enzyme that I need the B for that. And I just don't have time to drive to the doctor that often, so I do it myself. I would imagine any consumption about you. I assume you like being in control. Like Uh, like with how driven you are, your career, learning. And and I say that because one of the things I had a hard time with was I couldn't fix my body. Like it was the first time in my life. Not having control over your body is the worst. Like I don't know what the hell is happening. I don't know how to fix it. Like I don't like this. There's never anything I've been able to overcome. But like, shit, my kid's going to come down and find me dead in the bathtub in the basement. Like I can't. Because it's it's the idea that we... We get to know our bodies pretty well. We need to, we know like how it reacts to certain foods, how it reacts to certain exercises. And, you know, you get to know your body. And then when it's like out of control like that, that's that's the worst feeling. Because you're like, no matter what I do, this is, yeah. 
I feel bad. It looks bad. Did you battle depression at that time? Like, I mean, take your workouts away. They're not good. They're not. Did you have a, because what I'm hearing from no, you. No, what I, I don't sink into depression really. I go into like drive. <laughs> I started, I probably, I barely worked that year. I was going to different specialists. I was driving to like deep Orange County to one guy, Eastern, Western. I was doing everything to try to figure out what it is. Because most of the time they didn't even know what it was. You know, the Western guys don't believe in leaky gut. I mean, it's the whole thing. So until I found the most wonderful uh, MD in Santa Monica and, you know, she had the right medication for it, which wasn't even for that. But that's a really common thing. It's another call I get is about, you know, I'm really bloated. I wonder if I have leaky gut. (laughs) Fair enough. When was the last time you missed training i mean i don't know on vacation you take your foot off the throttle a little bit and or your foot off the gas pedal and i get that completely yeah. but when's the last time you missed training because you were too busy uh or has that ever happened no not because i was well maybe but i was in new york and i didn't i was in new york for work and it's just really hard to get around there like with don um he has only certain times in the morning and yeah I, I was there for work so it was hard how for long me to, were you there a week i'll see you missed a week yeah, it's a big deal. So you've been pretty consistent for like yeah. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something that you've built on. Yes. Again, what kind of advice would you give somebody that's just starting? Because that's another thing we yeah. hear a lot too. Well, you've been doing this your whole life. It's right. easy. Mm-hmm. I would um, find the right coach, yep. find someone you get along with that you would respect, that you feel like knows what they're talking about. So that when they're telling you what to do, that you're, you know, that you're listening to them, um, make a commitment, make like dedicate a part of your schedule to that because that's, you know, you obviously have a goal you're working towards. I would say, um, this is just my opinion. You know, there's a lot of coaches who also make your food plan and some of them even cook for you. I would say don't pick that guy because um, you don't go to a cardiologist for your foot. You know what I mean? You don't go to an orthopedist for your heart. So like, Everyone has a specialty and I think people need to learn about what they put in their body. For me, it's like 75% in the kitchen and then the other 25% is at the gym. So my advice would be, you know, you need to learn how to eat, go to a nutritionist, state your goals, you know, start eating clean and then make sure your workout complements what you're eating. If you're not eating enough, you're not going to add muscle. If you're eating too much and not burning, you're going to gain weight. So it's like all the stuff, you know, cause I really didn't know any of this, you know, and it took me a while to learn it. Um, but yeah, I, I think you need to be with the right people, uh, make the time, make the commitment and educate yourself. I mean, there's so much out there now with like, you know, social media and a lot of it is also crap. Yeah. So that's, that takes some intuition, I guess. So how do, you know, how do you sort through that? How do you find good resources? And, and if I can interrupt, it seems like you've managed to find a lot of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I look at your That's Instagram, true. like I, I, I can't remember if you liked the picture or made a comment. And so I went and checked it out and I looked and I'm like, okay, she knows Jay Frugia. She knows Don Saladino. She goes, why does she know all these like incredible people? Right. In the industry, because there's a group of people because, that I Because I like to, I'm quality conscious. Okay. And I like to align myself with quality people and places. I don't mean that in a facade way. Like, you know, I'm from LA. People think it's like I'm being pretentious. I'm not being pretentious. I'm being like in terms of skills, you know, in terms of 
but that would that would make sense to me. I mean, like to put it in the legal field because mm-hmm. I like to talk to people right. in their language. There's there's two things you said. First of all, if I go to you for advice, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow it. Mm-hmm. I have a good buddy who's a medical malpractice lawyer, mm-hmm. and he defends bad doctors. Right. That's what he does. He goes, have you ever lost a case? No, but you're undefeated all the time. He was never said that. Mm-hmm. How do you not lose a case? Because my clients have lost a case because they didn't listen to whatever the fuck I said. And I'm said like, right. whoa, right. okay. And it would drive him nuts when he'd give somebody legal advice. He'd be like, well, I was watching Law and Order. And I, he's like, stop. Right. Just right. listen to what I say. Right. You know, but the other thing is, is there's something about finding an expert in the field? Because if I'm going to look at jail time for the next 50 years, mm-hmm. I don't want some low-level lawyer that I pulled out of like a Groupon Right. Yeah. Or like uh, what are the, the ones that send you flyers or whatever, like I'm you know? I'm calling yeah. up F. Lee Bailey or right. like whoever like that. whoever yeah. like, hey, this is who I need. Right. I do not want to face it. I'll pay whatever. So that's want. how I like I, I know a lot of these people and, and you know, some of them are because for example, I was gonna be in New York for two weeks, I didn't want to stop working out, so I would ask like Jay, Hey, who do I see in New York? And uh actually that's how I met Dawn, but like um, he, he also suggested I look into Kenny Santucci and Kenny is sort of like a CrossFit guy. Like for, it, it just, I looked and it was like, not for me. <laughs> so I connected with Don. It was fantastic. But that whole idea of quality over quantity, I also, um, I mean, it's like in everything. And I think in the gym recently, I would say in the last like two or three years, I've learned it's about quality over quantity. At one point I had, I was training with a girl temporarily and she would pack so much into my program every day that I know I would, I probably lost form and she just wouldn't even point it out to me. Um, and then I would get so anxious because I didn't finish it. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, so like, <laughs> like, you know, about the whole thing. I was like, damn it. I still have like three more movements to do, you know? And it would frustrate me. But then I realized like, oh my God, it's, I don't even need to do that much. I need to do way less and do it controlled and do it right. And I'm good. You know, I don't have to do a million things in an hour and not like, and then lose, you know what I mean? Get Uh injured and not, or don't engage my muscles, whatever, whatever the downfall is. I love your idea too, about hire a nutritionist and a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Don't expect, because chances are they're not the same person. Mm -hmm. Like if I told you, I always have this joke about, Hey, I have a friend who's a, cardiologist and a defense attorney and he's a CEO of a multi you're like no that's not no it's like, like this person a jack of all trades do no. that yeah and I and I just think that it, and especially today everyone no matter what you do you have to create a niche for yourself or you're not going to survive even as a lawyer you know so there's just so many of every person in every profession so I just feel like if you're like you do a little of this a little that you know I think that it's it's nice to have them communicate like, uh, you know, my nutritionist at some point told Brett Bartholomew, like, um, I had to do a, like a hypertrophy type of workout. So, you know, there was some communication there, but those are two different people who know their shit, yeah. you know, really well. And so I feel like it's, uh, it's not beneficial when you have your, your, your coach going home and cooking for her clients. Well, there are a few would, of those in town. I would way. imagine as a lawyer too, you have to call an expert sometimes. Absolutely. Like, I mean, if you have a case and you need Absolutely. somebody, you can't do it yourself. Like, you might no. need the help of another One lawyer. One of the reasons that I've been so crazy this week is because there was a fire in a cannabis purification lab. 
And I don't know these chemicals. I'm horrible at chemistry. I never took chemistry. I got away with it. You know? So I'm talking to chemists. I'm talking to fire experts. I'm talking to different people. So, you know, everyone has a specialty. And I feel like if you really want to do it right, then, you know, you need to explore. So another thing I picked up on is you said food 75%. I think so. And you said, and and it, it doesn't matter what the percents are. But it seems like you also place a high importance on what you do outside the gym. Yeah. Like you're probably good with your sleep. Yes. You're probably good with your food. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find that a struggle at times though? Uh, my sleep has gotten better. I, you've been, I had, I had struggled with, um, I would sleep, but it wasn't like solid sleep, yep. you know, and I have high cortisol as you know, there's no magic pill for that. So I was struggling with reducing my cortisol, helping my metabolic functions that way. But, um, but now I've been actually my, my last test, the cortisol had come down. So it must be because I'm getting better rest. I really only need like five or six hours, you know, but, um, but yeah, I do think that the, the, what you put in your body, I mean, like food is fuel, you know, nothing more. Although some stuff tastes really good. Well, and you should, you should allow yourself. Like, I like what you said about if I want a piece of cake, I'll have a piece of cake. Yeah. Like you should allow yourself. You shouldn't, yeah, deprive yourself. To, exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're, that, if that's like your daily routine where you like have to pop some sweets or some whatever, even no potato chips or whatever it is, I mean, it's going to show. Yeah. It doesn't matter any, how much you're working out. Do you have any goals in the gym you want to accomplish? Like you talked about the 10 pull-ups. Is it a double body weight deadlift? Is so it a- my, no, my, my PR for deadlifts is 185. Okay. But I like it to pass 200. Okay. <laughs> so I'll let you know if that happens. <laughs> that's, that's the big goal. When did you realize that this had a positive effect on your work life? Because that's another thing I've picked up on. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, hey, I, this makes me better at a case. This makes me, a lot of people don't, draw that line from A to B? Was there something specific that happened that, that awakened that within you? Or is it just a general feeling like this is empowering? It's a, it's a general feeling that um, when you leave uh, a, an hour of strength training, and I say strength training because that's what I do, yep. but when you leave an hour of that um, and you've, you know, you've learned something new, you've picked up more weight. Um, it's just, it just gives you this feeling of like you can handle the rest of the day doesn't matter how challenging it is. So for me, there's there's absolutely a direct connection. And that's why I go early in the morning. To get because, it done. because you know what? Speaking of no excuses, because the day, well, my day sometimes just t- just goes in different directions. Yeah. And like, I don't want to be in a situation at 1 p.m. where I'm dragging. I'm already like, you know, not, not that much energy. And then I go, oh, well, I'll just go tomorrow, you know? So I just, for me, it's like, Go do it, get it done. It sets the tone for the rest of the day, you know. So it's almost being preemptive yeah. at that point. Like, it's like, this is the first thing that's happened in my day because you could get called by me at four o'clock. Yes. Like, I need help. Well, or yeah. I did this. Or- and you mentioned earlier, like, priorities, right? But in, in, in your case, like, your job has got to be the priority. But Absolutely. you can't sacrifice the gym for the job. Right. And so those things have to be balanced. Maybe the gym is not the top priority of your day. No. But if you can get it out of the way, then you can really focus on Prioritize everything else. Exactly. Absolutely. I and mean, you know what? I can't do anything at 6 a.m. So I go to the gym. Who can, who can I call? No right. one's yeah. around. Right? Yeah. Courts are closed. Yeah. <laughs> Other lawyers are asleep probably or drinking. Um, so I can't, you know, so it's, um, 
yeah, I mean, it just, it's just best for me to get it done. And then, and then I can conquer the rest of the day. Do you have an additional pressure with TV? Like trying to look good, Mm, trying to stay fit, trying to stay. You know, I'm in, I'm in a, uh, I'm on TV, but like I'm in an industry dealing with news and law and stuff that is not, it's, it's more forgiving in terms of how you look. There are people that are, you know, probably have never been to the gym. Um, but I'm vain. So I don't want to be one of those, you know? So yes, like that also motivates me to keep in, in, in shape. Cause you know, I'm not just a recluse in my house. Like I, you know, I'm seen. Do you, so. do you think that gives you some, some advantage? Like if they have to choose between calling one of three lawyers and they're like, well, you know, she, she looks put together. She looks in good shape. Put her on camera. Sometimes, sometimes not. So like if they're looking for, you know, if they're talking about Trump and whatever crimes he's committing, whatever, I, they don't really care as much about, um, obviously, look, I think we all tend to gravitate towards people that look good. I mean, mm-hmm. let's not lie about it. You know, if you go for a job interview, I mean, and everyone's credentials match up, you're probably going to go with the one that looks better, right? Or is more presentable. That's just the truth, you know? But, um, but I think that they're not as conscious of, of your appearance if it's in that realm of some, some serious type of story. But I just recently did a project for Refinery29 called The Last Looks. And it was like a docu, it was documentary, six part up, like six episodes. And it was particularly about like crimes in the fashion celebrity world. So like Gucci and all this stuff. And they specifically wanted like better looking people as experts. I mean, that's what, that's the, a lot of people didn't end up there because, you know, they had, right, they, they yeah. needed not just lawyers, lawyers, uh, cops, you know, experts, all kinds of stuff, but it was all about the way you look, you know? So it just depends on the, on the project. I've also yeah. been told that I'm too old for the thing, you know, like one person said, uh, we're looking for millennials. I said, do you judge people when they're unfit? And, and let me say this. I'll, I'll what? clarify that. You judge people when they're unfit. And I don't mean in terms of looks. Like, I'm in not my gonna... head or do I say something? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking more. I have this thing where I can't help it that if someone is really unfit, I instantly go to the place of you lack discipline. You're lazy. You don't, you're lazy. You don't have the mental fortitude to deal with me. Does that, do you find that happens? Like you're facing off in a courtroom against somebody who's. I'm not very judgmental, but I do look at people. I, uh, I do believe that how you, how much you care about your appearance also says a lot about your, you know, ethics and commitment and discipline. It really does. I mean, and sometimes it's not just being unfit. It's just like being unkept, you know, like some people roll out of the house and like go to court and things that I would never, I mean, you know, it's hard to tell whether the person is a homeless defendant or a prosecutor sometimes. No, seriously. Like it's just like in state court, not federal court. But, um, and then, you know, of course, like now I, I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to sound like a bitch. Like sometimes people are sick. You know, like they have a metabolic issue or something. I actually feel, I feel bad. I've had that myself, you know, so I feel bad about that. But I think if you're okay and you're just like, just not doing anything, well, you know. But I want to interrupt you there because there's a whole thing in life of I'm sick. 
I have a problem. We've got two out of three people sitting here. I almost died. You were really sick. We're just doing fine still. Like it, it, it's right. almost become a thing no, where it's like, it's people are like chronically obese and, mm-hmm. um, there's, I don't, I don't know what, what that, where that comes from, if it's genetic or, or if it's like some, I don't know, I, I don't know what the issue is, but I know that they're not, you know, I, listen, I think even they can be, it's about progress, right? Not yep. perfection. So even they can work on themselves like Ashley works on you know that whatever that show is and revenge some people, yeah revenge body right. some of these people come in like really overweight the and reason the reason I ask is because I feel I have a genuine edge over other people because of my training and not yeah. because I look good or because I'm built or jacked or anything like that like it's one of the things I preach to companies I work with I really believe if you gave me your legal staff, I can make them better at their job through mm-hmm. exercise. Mm-hmm. I believe if a company like Blender Bottle hires me, which I you know work for, I can make their whole executive team better right. through exercise. So I genuinely feel sometimes that I have an edge in giving interviews. I have mm-hmm. an edge in travel because when I travel across a country, I feel pretty good and I can do a good podcast and yeah. I can right. be myself because I've trained. So it's something mm-hmm. I believe in, but I also use it to my advantage too, because if I'm squaring off against somebody in anything, I'm like, I'm fit. You're not. I've probably, I know. I, I think people think that strength training is like for meatheads or like you just, you just love yourself and you, you know, it's vanity. I mean, Hey, if vanity gets you there. That's okay. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? The thing is to be there. That's all. Um, but, but yeah, it's, I think it's just a myth. I think people think like, uh, you know, that you're just like obsessed with yourself and that's why you're doing it or whatever. Or what I always get from girls is that, um, oh, I don't want to get big. And I'm like, yes. oh yeah. my yeah. God, you are yeah. not going to if get If there big. was a myth we could just tackle with this podcast project of ours, that would be one. Well, and you're, you're saying like you hate cardio, dislike it. You don't want to do it. All you do is strength training mm-hmm. and you're tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, when you look at it, but despite that, People will say, oh, no, I don't want to get huge. And it right. just doesn't I, happen. I want to pin you down a little bit on, on the question that Rob asked you. Though, and I want to ask it a different way. Have you ever looked across the courtroom at your your other Opponent? attorney <laughs> and said, that dude is way out of shape. I got this. All the time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it is real thing. Like, it, 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 it almost gives you... Uh, and I love the way you put it. And I'm glad it wasn't like elicited mm-hmm. from us mm-hmm. that you get a PR in the morning. You feel invincible for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You failed at something last week. You do it this week. You mm-hmm. feel good. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do a pull up and then you can get 10. So it's, it's almost one of the most empowering things that you have. You Who me? Uh-huh. All of them. How many is that? How many you got? How many you want me to do? Like you don't stop? No. Why would I? Is it for real? But, well, okay, I mean, let's say back up. Yeah. Who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> Bobby Maximus. Thank you. <laughs> like, wait, wait, hold on. Let me, let me put a time limit on it. How many pull-ups can you do in a minute? I, I don't know. I've never timed a minute. I've never, I've never timed a minute. Like, I suppose if you started a clock and told me to go, you'd have to tell me to stop. Yeah. There's something suspicious about this response. I I can understand how you earthlings. I can understand how you earthlings have a problem with my physical. Yeah, could you, could you send me a video later from yeah, sure. a dog pounder? Or I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah. Um, yeah, but listen, I did zero. 
And I was like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even care. Like, I was like, why do I need to do that? I'm going to do the cable, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah. And then I had like last fall, I got bad tendonitis. I just like woke up one day with horrible, my right and my tendinosis and my right arm. Um, because I had a motorcycle accident. So this arm is like, I had elbow reconstruction, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and I, I didn't stop. I mean, I got me some straps and I just was like, let's take the pressure off and keep going. Um, so yeah, I just think, uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm that way in everything I do. I'm, I'm like, once I set my mind to something really hard for me to be taken off track. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like that's the real secret we're trying to get at. Yeah. Cause like I said, everyone, it's, it's a pill. Mm-hmm. It's a special food you have. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me, what's the one food I should eat? I don't know. What, what's, what's, what's new on my little Apple watch? Yeah. Acai, goji berries, like noni juice. Right. It's raspberries. Like, and sometimes I'll tell people ridiculous stuff. <laughs> right. Just to, just to like mislead yeah. them. What's the one food I could eat? Swedish fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, why? I'm like, because inverted sugar harnesses the mitochondrial biogenesis of ATP. And they're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this person's eating sweet. But yeah, they they really think. I'll actually tell you a funny story about that. I have eaten ginger for oh, the ginger. last twenty five mm-hmm. years, and it's something a lot of people don't like it or don't eat it mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So I eat ginger before I train. And just, all of a sudden, just just ginger. So a lot of like people, like like uh, grated or sometimes grated, sometimes in a drink, sometimes like candied ginger with okay. cane sugar, and people are like, "Is that the secret?" Is that what you do? Because they've eaten burgers before. Can't be a burger that I'm eating. Mm-hmm. They've eaten steak before. It can't be steak. They've eaten raspberries before. It can't be raspberries. But all of a sudden they're like, this motherfucker, I found you out. It's the ginger. Yeah. Like this is, so I started getting flooded with DMs about how much ginger should I eat? What ginger right. do you take? Where do you buy your ginger? What's your dosage schedule? And I'm like, holy shit, I need to sell ginger and just tell people. This <laughs> yeah, is the, ginger pill or something. This is the secret because this is the thing. But Really, what we're hearing from you to wrap up is no excuses. Be disciplined. Commitment. Commitment. Don't let anything get in your way. Mm-hmm. If you hurt one leg, you got another leg and two arms. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no reason what I'm, what I'm really and saying. And align yourself with a schedule and people that work for you. People yeah. that work for you. So have a good team. Have a good team. Around I, mean, you, I think that was a really good takeaway. Have a team. Don't just go Have a team it. and oh, have wow. a plan yeah. and be prepared and pack your stuff, you know? Well, we, we, we like, came into this interview really searching for the magic pill. And, and you've let us down. Yes. Sorry. But it's, it's just, it's, it's funny. It's just funny because we always come back to this thing of like, it shouldn't be a surprise that you're a successful person because you work really hard at it. Well, and I mean, you. you work hard in the gym. You work hard on your job. You work hard yeah. on your life. You've worked hard with your health. You had a stomach issue. You worked really right. hard on it. You know, like it shouldn't be a surprise. Well, geez, of course she's gotten to this point because she's put a lot of effort right. into it. I mean, and life's not easy. No, I mean, it I just isn't. Think every and day is a challenge. The, the real takeaway for, for listeners is you're probably not working as hard as you think you are. Put the effort in and get somewhere with it. And, right. and you're, you don't stop until you get there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also want to hire you as a lawyer now. Yeah. Really? But what have you done wrong? I can't. Did, you, did you beat somebody with a barbell or how much weight was on it? You'd be, be surprised. Uh, Takashi 69 snitching on me somewhere. Right that's even going to be relevant by the time the podcast comes out. But no, no, no. Because 
I want someone to be my advocate that's going to work hard. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I kind of right. see you as a person. Like if it takes working at three in the morning to get me off of whatever I've done, mm-hmm. which I can't talk about on this thing, <laughs> right. but you would do it. Right. That's what it seems like to me. It's like if this is right. what it takes to win this case. Hey, if, I, if I'm sitting in a, in a courtroom and I'm a little bit nervous and, and, and you show up like 30 seconds late and I'm sweating a little bit and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I just I really had to crush some weights before I got in here. I'm You'd good. be okay with that. <laughs> no, you know, some of my clients who are like-minded get it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they actually appreciate it um, because it's the same dedication. Right. But it's not like, oh, because I like to work out, so that means I slack in my job. You can't be dedicated in the gym and, and not be dedicated for the rest of the day. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah, so people that are smart get it and they appreciate it. Um, and... I don't need the rest of them. Who cares? <laughs> but that's but that's what I'm getting at. Is it's like I want somebody that's dedicated in all areas of their life that right. doesn't yeah. make excuses or that's got. I'd say you've got very high character. Right. That's how I would put it, which is what I want. Yeah. Especially if my life's in somebody's hands, mm-hmm. right? Literally, because yeah. I wouldn't do well in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that you could handle. Uh, it depends I, on I which jail and why. <laughs> which jail and why? You know, I, I I told myself I'm never going back. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> was, it, was it in Canada or the U.S.? <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm in fear living in here every day of my life. Really? That ice is coming to my door. Do you know how hard it is to be Canadian? All the brown the people coming States? through the through the borders. The mean? northern border is not like <laughs> either. We're getting, we're getting a wall too. <laughs> you know how it goes. Anyway, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you guys. Really Thanks so much for having me. So you guys, that was Sarah Azari. Again, really high functioning. And and one thing for me, Joe, became clear during that whole thing is just uh, there's there's no secret. It's just the kind of person she's worked hard for everything she's ever had. Yeah. And none of that came easy for her. Like she literally had to work very hard to get where she's at. And and she just never quit. And and it's the same formula for for everywhere. Like. If, if she's graduating at the top of her class from the University of California or Southwestern Law, it, it, it's because she hit the books and she did work. Yeah. She didn't learn four languages by accident. She's not fit by accident. She just makes it a priority to do what needs to get done. And that's a that's a big lesson I think everyone can take because whether you're a house mom, you're a professional athlete, or you're you know literally one of the best lawyers in the world – uh, the formula is kind of the same in terms yeah. of how to achieve your goals. Well, and just being focused on that goal and recognizing if what you're doing is helping or not and throwing out anything that doesn't help and only really focusing on the things that are working. Yeah, not, get, not get, wasting getting energy. rid of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And prioritizing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you enjoy our content and you enjoy what we do, you need to head over to themaximuspodcast.com or innercircle.themaximuspodcast.com and you need to sign up for the Inner Circle. Uh, it's twenty four ninety nine a month or if you pay for a whole year, you know you get a big discount. Um, but come and join the discussion. Joe and I are on there every day. You'll have access to us. We prioritize people that are part of the Inner Circle Absolutely. and we would love to have you be part of our growing community. 